Hey guys, uh, thank you for your patience and thank you for your listens. I know I disappeared there for a little bit and at the end of the last episode I said something about taking a break, but I'm back. The episodes may be a little more sporadic, but we're going to keep going. I love doing this, so thank you for sticking with me. Welcome back to High Life, guys. Thank you so much again for sticking with me here. Um, so my guest this week is someone I tried to get him on in season one. Schedules did not match up. I've been trying this whole season to get him on there. Schedules didn't match up. Today, I messaged him like, hey, I'm off work all day today. Are you busy? And he goes, I'm not busy right now. So here we are. That's how you make the magic happen. Perfect storm, man. Bizla chance, everyone. Five, five, five. I don't have a soundboard. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, as you said, man, it's been a, it's been a struggle to try to get on the same page to get this this episode recorded with us. You're a busy guy. Yeah, I try to stay busy. Like, it's probably uh, it's probably good for your mental health. Staying busy is is always what keeps me in good graces with my mental health. <clears throat> like I get off work, I come home and I start doing something. Whether it's play, even just playing a video game is is busy for my mind. Yeah, I hear that. I, sometimes playing games for me, I I really 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 love games and playing games, and I feel like it's almost like an addiction. To the point that, like, I could spend hours playing games, and then I'll turn the game off, and it's like slap back to reality, and it's like, oh god, I was so unproductive all those hours. Like, what? It's just all this like guilt hits me, and it's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, see, I don't have the attention span to sit and do that. Uh, I'll play for, I don't know, maybe an hour at the most, and then I'm like, okay, time to do something different. You get you get bored with it, right? Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm I'm so competitive that even if I get bored, I'm like I, I gotta I gotta complete this. I'm 95 percent through. I got five more percent. <laughs> if I'm in the middle of a mission, you know, a game that has like different missions and stuff. If I'm in the middle of something, all right, I'm not done until this is until I beat this. I don't care how many times I fail it. I'm not going to bed until I beat this. And then that's how I end up. That's determination, though. That- that's, a, that's how I end up not going to bed until 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> nice. And then Sometimes the next day, the best of so how are things going for you? You know, I mean, it's uh, as good as it can be. I have, uh, you know, hanging out, smoking my lungs, and li- living life to the fullest. <laughs> um, no, but realistically, I mean, like, it's, it's, been a, it's been a different 12 months, if you will, um, than I've ever experienced before. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of consistent and constant change uh, for the last couple of years, like 2017-ish. Uh, my life has aggressively changed year over year based on kind of lifestyle cha- cho- choices and, and changes. So this one has been no different than the, you know, four or five years before it. And it's been a crazy ride, you know? Is there any projects you have going currently? Um. So, I mean, the project of social media, I always consider to be something because at the end of the day, uh, a lot of people that want to be entertainers, they have to have ways that not only they can communicate with people that are 
I hate using this term, but fans of them. And they also have to keep a level of presence in the social eye so that they can remain relevant and so that the things that they're working on and, and, and everything, you know, are, are actually getting traction. So to me, I always consider the social media journey trying to, you know, that, that push to a million followers is always a project going on. But outside of that, uh, I've got uh, a acting thing coming up probably in the next like month or two. It's a very long running project. I'm one of the supporting characters. We've had to like refilm the movie uh, like once or twice. So it's it's been a long time coming. So that's like a far away kind of project. But I have a couple down the pike that are really just like preliminary stuff as well. Uh, I've got a couple like drafts, a couple um, casting, if you will, almost to casting sort of uh, projects that we're working on. I don't think we mentioned this uh, to any listener that doesn't know who the heck I am, which is probably like every single one of them. I'm an actor and filmmaker <laughs> predominantly. Uh, that would be my niche if you're talking from the TikTok world, or that would be my profession if you're talking in any other capacity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, wait, I forgot to introduce him. <laughs> like, I introduced your name, but like, I didn't explain to people who you were. Are you there? We were having technical difficulties. Could you not hear me there? No, I could not hear you. Oh, weird. All right. So I think because I'm in Instagram, it when the screen locked, it muted the mic. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll ensure yeah. that that doesn't happen again. My timer is set to like a 10 minute before my screen goes off. So it's just, I, I missed it. Anyway, sorry about that. No, you're good. Yeah. I just realized that I, that I uh, didn't really introduce what you're about. I just kind of ran with yeah, it. Because... Yeah, man, that's fine. People, people <laughs> could Google, people could Google me. You know, I've, I've, I've dabbled, I've dabbled in so many different entertainment facets, faucets, whatever the appropriate term is. Uh, and honestly, you know, I, I've written a book, I've had a podcast, uh, I've been in, in feature films, short films, I've done a bunch of stuff. So when it comes to the term entertainer, the only thing I haven't done is like stand up, really. We can make that happen. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people try to encourage me to do it. It's just, I don't, I don't feel like I have the material for it. Unfortunately, I, I'm not, I'm not as much of a writer as I used to be. You know, I, I can't sit there and just flesh out a, a whole thing. And then after a day or two, sit there and edit the whole thing. It's just I'm not built the same anymore. I think. That makes sense. See, I, the only problem I would have with stand up is time limit because <laughs> i would just want to stand there and talk and talk and talk and just do it for a whole I have hour right? i can tell people like that's what encouraged me to start a podcast to begin with was one of my buddies was like dude you have so many stories and i was like they're true i promise and he's like i don't doubt that but like you have stories like they're hilarious and you should tell people well sometimes like, that's the best part of a stand-up you know, sequences that it, it's so believable and relatable. And then, I mean, one, one thing I always tell people is that like, if you can tell a story in the stand-up routine, the, the only thing that's holding you back is potential stage fright. Cause at the end of the day, it's so bright. You can't really see anything, you know, when, I have you're, when no, you're standing dude, on stage. I have no stage fright. I've seen exactly. karaoke. So, 
and I can't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't sing for the life of me either, and I, I love to sing. But the the whole aspect behind um, like stand up, <laughs> if you can if you can tell a joke or you can tell a story that has humorous aspects to it, by the time you get to the end of the story, if you can make something relevant that you threw in there at the beginning. You, you got yourself a stand-up question, you know what I mean? It's it's not so hard to do. It's just I think people kind of stand in their own way when it comes to the formula and how to do it. I, like when it comes down to it, almost I've everyone always... – go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say almost everyone has figured out the formula on how to get there. You know what I mean? And In every capacity and almost every job or niche – You cut out again, man. Sorry about that. We're working. There we go. Uh, so what I was saying is that they're either there's there's the formula in place that gets you to where you want to be, and that formula has already been in place. You know, if you want to be an actor, here's steps to to be an actor. If you want to be a stand up comedian, here's steps to be a stand up comedian. You want to be an engineer, here's steps to be an engineer. The problem is is that people either hey try to try to make their own lane. They want to get there, you know, on their own terms, or they just don't understand that that formula is there waiting for them to follow to get them where they want to go. And I, I would say that, the, you know, stand-up comedy is an, is an established thing. It's, you know what I mean? It's there. It's, it's this is the path on how to get there. All you have to do is just do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've always, I've always noticed that you can tell when a comedian's wrapping up because their story starts to circle back around to like what they opened with. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what I mean. There's a stand-up comedian. I can't for the life of me think of what his name is, but he does this stick about how he makes, uh, he made a hot air balloon joke. And after the show, this hot air balloon enthusiast like got all pissed off at him. He's like, let me, let me tell you the joke so that you understand. It wasn't even a joke and it wasn't funny. And he goes through this whole story about a, a blind date. He went on someone and they decided to get on a hot air balloon and blah, blah, blah. Story has no point. But the parts about it that are like, why is that, are so funny that he then is like, so the people that were arguing with me in the, the lobby, blah, 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 like it was such an easy wraparound back to, to what you're trying to, to get that I felt like it was like, wow, that, 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 that guy's joke and that sequence made me realize like, wow, it's super easy to, to get down on a, a stand-up formula on how to get the, the joke out and how to set yourself up for that punchline at the end. Yeah. Stand-up's a tricky beast, though. I, I know a substantial amount of people that I follow that make skits on TikTok, for instance, and I was end up finding out that they're like stand-up comedians. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I would definitely watch some stand-up from you because you're, you're hilarious, so. Yeah, I, there's at least two stand-up comedians I follow. Uh, one of them, um, Nathan, I think is his name. Nathan. Uh, he's an albino guy. He actually appeared on uh, he got a guest appearance at, on um, uh, uh, Magnum P.I. Oh, is, um, I'm thinking of an albino comedian. I think it might be. I don't know. I don't know his name at all. Uh, so knowing that you're saying his name is Nathan isn't going to confirm anything for me. But 
I, I do know of an albi albino uh, comedian. It's it's likely the same person because I can't say that albino comedians are very common. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like I don't know. There's a couple other guys like I I just started following their content and then all of a sudden they like shared a video of them doing stand up and I was like oh okay. right yeah that, that, that's exactly how it was for me like uh, that makes evan, sense evan now. uh evan right. williams is a, is a guy that makes a substantial amount of skits and funny stuff he's like the the credit card fraud department guy yeah i follow him yeah so he does a lot of stand-up but that's what i mean i actually didn't venture out to follow any stand-up comedians i end up i usually follow people that have more than like five to ten funny and or relatable videos now now back in the day when me and you started following each other that was that was a different time frame i had a different criteria on who i was looking to follow back when i followed you i was looking for people that were in the entertainment industry specifically like podcasters actors directors anyone that um i felt could have like a relatable conversation or have relatable content or be willing to comment on my content back then so it was a little different when me and you linked up but now um i really try to follow people specifically that are not just a gimmick you know what i mean if you if you make a video and it goes viral and it's got millions of views and it's hilarious but all your other content has nothing to do with that that post i mean i'll like the video but i'm probably not going to follow you you know what i mean so yeah a lot of the people that i follow they usually make consistently comedy skits and I've noticed that a lot of these people that make these comedy skits, they are a lot of times stand-up comedians, which is like, what, I, you say you want to be an actor, but you're doing stand-up and you're making these skits. Why aren't, why wouldn't you, where, where is the, the gap missing that you don't know where to fill it in, you know? Right. And if, if you're doing stand-up, you probably got a manager of some sort. That right. Unless, you unless, say, unless you're hey, just doing I'm, dive bars. Right. But like, you know, there, there's there's the ones that are, you know, professional stand-up comedians, just not as well known oh, on yeah, TikTok. Sure. And like, all, I think all you'd have to do is make a phone call to your manager and go, "I'm looking for acting gigs." Because if you're still doing dive bars, I don't. Well, not only that, but I mean, in the modern days of social media, I mean, like, not to not to sound like this that guy or anything, but like. So back in, I don't care remember what year it was now. Like about two years ago, I got off Facebook. Uh, like I legitimately like shut down the, not permanently. Cause you know, there's a way you could shut it down and they delete all your data or you could shut it down and yeah, you're not searchable. I the account's that, gone. Right. A backup so, account that I had. So I did it. I did the latter. I did it so that, you know, all the stuff was preserved. I've had the account since like 2006. So I wasn't trying to like do anything too crazy. I just didn't want to use it. It was, I felt like I was wasting so much time just to be pissed off that this person had this opinion and this person said this to, to that. And I was, I was friends with them and I'm friends with the, you know, it was just, it, it became so painful that I was like, let's just get off. And it, it, it did kind of like take a major blow to my, my success uh, propulsion at the time, because I, I didn't really realize it, but I was using Facebook for a lot of acting and filmmaking networking. Um, so I, after I closed it down or right when I was about to close it down, I should say people that were on my, like, uh, people you may know section were like actors and it was their like actual, like certified pages. And I had like one or two mutual friends with them. 
So like <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, is that you don't really need a manager. The way social media is and the way that people, everyone has social media. There's, there's a few, you know, maybe, uh, uh, who am I thinking? Um, oh, I, I drew a blank on his name, Steve Martin. You know, maybe Steve Martin's not managing his own Instagram page, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, actors that are 35 or less, it's their social media page. It's their Instagram page with the blue check. Right. It's not a fan page. It's not a managed page. It's them. And I mean, it's, it's hard to get into someone's DMs. You know what I mean? Like some people have them suppressed so that you don't see the notification. Some people get so many that they don't care. But if you're consistently commenting on their videos or you're consistently saying something of value to the celebrity and then you hit them at, in the DMs and you do it at a strategic time, you know what I mean? If they live in California, you're not doing it at some ridiculous time. Most people that are successful, they check their phone in the morning, they check their phone at night. If you catch them in between, there's so much to work through that they're they're going to miss it. You know what I mean? Like if you actually do it with like the formula, like I'm saying, I feel like you can connect with and, and establish relationships with people like actors, directors, people that are in the field you want to be in a lot easier than people are willing to admit. I totally agree. <laughs> you know, like I have been reaching out to more TikTokers uh, on like trying to reach them through Instagram is what I've mostly been doing. And yeah, I mean, I, I think I explained to you that I don't, I don't have my TikTok notifications turned on. You know what I mean? So if you message yeah. me on TikTok, as much as I want to respond to you, I, I don't even know that message is there until, you know, a couple hours have passed probably. And I'm, I'm back on TikTok again. So I, I, I think it's easier to, to manage it. If you have people message you in a place like Instagram, like you're saying. Yeah, well, um, so I messaged Katie Asaurus um, mm -hmm. on Instagram. And she actually messaged me back, but then gave me her email, uh, which I think I screwed up the, <laughs> the email somehow because <laughs> I never heard back. But she messaged me back and was like, hey, it'd be easier for you to reach me at this email address. And I was like, fucking sweet i actually got a response <laughs> yeah it's it's really cool honestly when you get certain people to you know hit you with that response like there's a there's a guy uh, he's a he's a hip-hop maker and a form I, I can't say former actor because i think he still acts a little bit but his name's connor price and he um he, he i made a video like a stupid like maybe seven seconds of me dancing to one of his songs and the dude commented and liked it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this terrified, <laughs> yeah. this terrified musician that I'm begging all his songs all the time. He actually, like, acknowledged me and noticed me. Um, and, and it's been like that. I've had a couple other musicians, mostly through TikTok. Um, but through almost all of my social media, except for maybe Facebook, because I kept Facebook a little different. I think on all of my social medias, I've connected with and been responded to by some form of celebrity, whether they be an A, B, C, D, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever uh, list celebrity you want to call them. Uh, I've had like the most random and bizarre people, like people like Dak Shepard from, he's an actor now, but he was from. Oh yeah. Back I know that is. Uh, Lindsay Sterling. She's like a, a violinist. Uh, okay. I've had, <laughs> I've had literally the most random people like uh, Haley Jade Scott. 
Mar- uh, Eminem's daughter responded to, to a comment oh, that I said to her on yeah. Twitter once. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's all, it's all kind of in the, the shot that you shoot. Uh, and I'm not saying that, that I know these people or we had a meaningful conversation. All it was is a response of a comment. You know what I mean? It right. takes no effort. And, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's anything that it's not. But it's still cool when you're a fan of someone and they kind of give you the validation of like, hey, I exist. And I thought what you said merited a response back to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I get excited whenever I get a TikTok notification that like my comment on some viral video that has thousands of comments gets liked by, you know, someone more than like 40, 50 people. I'm like, all right. Like, I know that, you know, it was a good joke. I made the joke, but you know, I didn't think anybody else was going to see it. Yeah. I figured it it was going to get buried. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Actually, I just heard back from uh, there's a guy who he, he makes TikToks about owning a car lot. Uh, Ooh, that's a, I feel like that'd be a good niche, honestly. That's that's part. That's another thing about me, Steve. I think is that I I'm big into like numbers and algorithms. So the fact that TikTok is so so heavy on their algorithm, I can't help but like love learning about it. <laughs> I love expanding my following page too, though. Like, yeah, I'll get tired of seeing the same content over and over and over. And for I'll sure, for sure. flip over to the for you page and I'll find somebody else that, you know, I hadn't noticed before. Well, I had made a second account. Uh, I, I didn't know what I made it for. I think really what it was is that I was trying to get my sister and one of my close friends to start using it more. And my page had already had like, you know, over 2000 followers. So I did, I wanted to kind of make a new page and be like, Hey, let's all post. Let's all do this. Let's like kind of as like a collective effort to be like, Oh, which one of us is growing faster uh, to try to motivate them. Uh, but they both kind of fell off. And then I switched it to like a gaming TikTok channel. So like I, I have these two accounts and I noticed that the for you page on my lesser followed account has way better content than the for you page on my phone on my main account and i don't i don't know i don't know if it's because they haven't figured me out or if it's because of the things i've liked or not liked or searched or not searched or whatever but at the end of the day there's there's a huge difference between like the actual entertainment value behind watching each account's for you page Yeah, and honestly, it, it's a little bit of both because I made a, a backup account. Uh, it was more to just spy on people, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice. At least you're now I can't do that anymore because TikTok's a snitch. Well, the problem is is that my my main account is on its very... I got my very last warning that told me that if I have another violation that my account will become a view only account for seven days and then it'll be re-reviewed to see if it should be deleted. So I'm, I'm on my very what last What are you getting in trouble for? Like, okay, so I don't even know how it happened. I have seven actual accounted for violations. Four of them have been overturned and three of them have stuck. So one of the ones that stuck was that way back in the day, like I'm talking when TikTok was still like before anyone even understood what it was, like when Charlie D'Amelio still had like, 
less than a million followers like back in the day day uh i had a video where i come sliding in with a prop gun and i put i put the gun up in the air like i'm about to shoot but instead i i'd snap my fingers and i disappear <laughs> and they considered the video to be like violent or whatever <laughs> oh my gosh right one one of my lesser or more tamed videos that got taken down was i posted about pokemon go on pokemon day and they had it like under review for like three days and then finally they were like we apologize <laughs> oh like, they did you dirty because now like, nobody wants to see it right exactly that's exactly what i was like nobody cares about pokemon go especially pokemon go on any day other than pokemon day you screwed me and it the post was about how I had started the account exactly like four or five years ago that day. Like they threw off the whole the whole vibe of the the video. But I had a video that um, I it was like the the time video where the the pendulum swings shows you now, yeah. and then it shows a picture of you from before. So I showed a picture of me now holding my arm in a way that when the, the watch swipes, it was a picture of me like an hour after my accident uh, that I got hurt on that Netflix show. And my arm oh, was like yeah. all mangled up and everything. And I'm like standing in the same position. And they were like, this is considered too gruesome. You can't, you can't show this on TikTok. <laughs> so that was a little rough for me because that, that was the violation that was like, hey, if we find you on these parts of the streets again, we are going to break your legs and take your car. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there were what, been, what has been your favorite uh, professional gig you've done? Hmm. So I, I, I do like the, the Netflix job that I did just because it was kind of like my first one. It was very <laughs> unlike anything else. I had experienced before. I worked on a movie uh, called Drunk Bus and a movie called Clowns in the Woods. And both of those movies for completely different reasons were kind of uh, like really awesome, honestly. Uh, the, the Clowns in the Woods one was awesome because I was a lead in it. And it was made predominantly by people with special needs. So the fact that they came together and made this feature film was kind of like inspiring considering so many people I see spinning in circles that, you know, have, have so many, so many, so many better resources and means than a lot of these people did. And they still managed to make this movie. It was just incredible. The other movie drunk bus was cool just because of the fact that it was like, it had a few actors and a few people that were kind of like a bigger deal. Like Frank Eero from my chemical romance was in this movie. Like, oh, okay. you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was, it was a lot cooler. And uh, Charlie Tahan, uh, he was he's uh, Wyatt in Ozark and um, Kara Hayward, who was uh, I think she was in like Moonrise Kingdom, I believe was one of the movie shoes that she, you know, it had like an actual cast of people that were like, hey, you guys came to my city. I get to be in this movie with you guys. This is kind of cool. Yeah, so both of those, I would say, had had kind of unique experiences uh, and, and they kind of had me feeling a little cooler i guess than than your average thing a lot of some of my favorite things though have been like short films and just kind of like tv projects that we've worked on that haven't really been fully you know created into fruition yet so i didn't mention those i uh, i was a producer for the show called flip the script that i'm hoping obviously everyone hopes uh that it does really well in the uh 
in the screening process so that it actually gets picked up by a network but it's super cool and super funny and i make a cameo on that that was probably my absolute most favorite project but because it's not released and it's still in the post-production stage i didn't i didn't think to mention it or elaborate too much on that okay uh that's the thing that sucks about especially my area uh there's not a lot of opportunity for stuff for sure for sure like i feel movie, that like any movies or anything like nobody wants to come to missouri and film yeah i mean <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised though because because certain parts of missouri i'm sure either a replicate a certain neighborhood or town or village or something that someone wants to film in and missouri will give it to them a lot cheaper than the actual city town or village that's kind of what happened with Drunk Bus is that they wanted to film at Kent State in Ohio and Kent State wanted like this ridiculous price tag and they they were scouting around and they found Rochester Institute of Technology and it was like, not only does this look super much, almost exactly like it, but the streets look almost like the streets we wanted. The the town is or the city itself looks a lot like the town. So like it ended up so working out a little bit better. So it was the real thing as, as they could get. Right, right, exactly. Without being so, the real thing. So that that actually ended up helping them out in that that regard, but um, you'd be surprised, you know what I mean? There there's certain certain movies. I don't want to bring up this one because it's a sore subject, obviously, for the film community. But uh, there's movies that you know what I mean. We want to make it look like uh, 1920s, you know, East Bumfuck town over here. It's easier just to construct a fake set in the middle of a desert or in the middle of a a residential area that. I get what you're saying. <clears throat> uh, but what's funny is like things that are based in St. Louis don't always get filmed in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, that's super common, honestly. Which I thought was weird. Like any shots of the arch, they they bought that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, I would say that's the thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize how many how many shots and, and think, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you think about nowadays, you can, you can get drone clearance and you can fly a drone over whatever you want to fly it over so that you can get, you know, whatever shots right. you need. But back in the nineties, that shot over the court in New York city, like how many times do you think that got filmed? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You think they just, Oh, you're in town to film. Here's right. your ticket. Oh, you're here in town to film. Here's your, no, <laughs> they're yeah, like you'd be surprised but a lot of a lot of locals do not vibe when you have to shut down a neighborhood or shut down anything for a film People oh, are me, I know. very like, angry very angry i live in a very i live in an area where like if it rained enough we would technically be an island <laughs> like <laughs> nice. we, we live between like three rivers and when it rains for days on end it floods and people around here oh my god i can't go my normal route because the roads shut down right so i think, I, we've, got, I I think we've got maybe like five total roads that flood in in rochester where i'm at there's a few that flood bad enough over by like the lake i'm uh for anyone who's geographically inclined i'm about a hundred miles away from the canadian border in new york right near lake ontario <laughs> 
and okay. yeah it, it when it when it rains enough it gets floody oh yeah but uh, you know we're, we're actually blessed we we have probably the most diverse climate of of almost anywhere that i've heard about really uh, can it be 90 one day and snowing the next uh literally yes uh even there's, <laughs> there's a common joke typically during the springtime it happens the most and it 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 happened one time this spring, but I didn't get a picture of it, where in the morning, it's beautiful, sunny, green looking. And then within two, three hours, it's like dumped on blizzard or vice versa. In the morning, it's like dumped on blizzard. You can barely see your hand in front of your face. And then by noon, everything is green and sunny. And, it, you know, it doesn't even look like it, it even rained so much as snowed that day. So listen, for on 420 last year, it snowed in Missouri. <laughs> nice. And everybody is like, what is going on? Because <laughs> it was right. literally, wow. I worked the day before and was like, talking to my coworker about how, like, you know, hey, like, my phone's saying it's supposed to snow tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, right. I was like, yeah, it'll probably like small snow like early in the morning. You know, when it's still real cold yeah, outside. Four or five in the morning, morning, it'll be like a right. frost, yeah. Right. And then, you know, it's going to rain the rest of the day. No, I woke up and it was snowing. And I was like, I'm not high yet. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, how? How is it snowing? <laughs> right. so you, guys, you guys probably get like a collective, what, like six inches over six years? I mean, it'll get about three to four inches wow on a on a blizzard <laughs> that's that's insane i mean like th this last year i feel like it snowed a little bit more than it usually does uh not usually because like it, it's so subjective like people that argue climate change and stuff like that like dude if you lived where i live you would see that there are there are changes that like you can't really explain away you know but no, no i don't want to go on a tangent that way uh, there's, there's a, there's a big difference in when I was younger, the amount of snow that used to happen versus when I was a teenager, the amount of snow that used to happen versus like the last 10 years and, and how the snowfalls has happened. And this most recent year, it snowed a little bit more than it has in that last 10 year stretch. Right. And there was a session where we got like 14 inches in one sitting. And I was like, damn, forgot this, how it used to be back when I was a little young and like, <laughs> Because like honestly, I, it was it was a common occurrence. We used to get so much snow when I was young, but now we we don't really like it'll snow and it'll snow like consistently throughout the day, but it won't really rack up the the inches like it used to over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, when I was growing up, like oh, we had a lot of snow days. Like, did you always grow up in Missouri? Because it would be it would be dangerous. Like it would actually like be warranted to have. Because we don't like, we don't get snow, we get ice. Right. <clears throat> so, like, the roads become trash. Right. Because... I was going to say, the other thing is, in, in the areas that you're in, what happens, too, is that when it's predominantly hot like that, and you don't get a lot of, like, rain, and you don't get a lot of snow, is that the, <laughs> the oil that drops onto the ground of the streets from cars and stuff like that never gets washed away. So the second that it gets slightly wet or it gets, you know, remotely cold to the point that it's trying to like freeze the moisture that is there, you know what I mean? It causes the road conditions to immediately get slick. Like you can slide around in the rain. My mom lives down in Texas. That's how I know. But it's, okay. it's one of the things for the, the, the weather 
versus like you know what i mean the lack of weather causes it to be more dangerous when that weather comes around so like how hot so like we have uh, a lot of humidity in our air so like the other day i was checking the, the temperature outside and it said 94 feels like 104 right do you guys have that big of a swing between? So we do. Uh, we actually have a super high humidity where we are as well. Because uh, d- despite the fact that we're not surrounded by rivers like you are, we've got all, like almost all five of the Great Lakes surround the area. So yeah. like, we've got we've got like a lot of water to the north <laughs> of us, and then we've got a lot of water. Like I got, we, we have two re- reservoirs. Uh, in this in like the surrounding cities that I'm in and then we've got like water towers and like a bunch of water like stored just everywhere so I feel like we're very like we're very hydrated area up here (laughs) and um, the amount of moisture in the air is like people talk about it constantly like oh man it's the humidity that's killing it if you go into Texas this 90 doesn't feel like the same 90 as it does in Rochester like but I guess like the the humidity and the dew point is really what the two like in tandem is to my understanding is what causes like the major like temperature difference or whatever yeah but i i I don't i'm you know i'm not a a meteorologist or anything by any means i I went a little bit about it (laughs) i went to wisconsin uh, a couple years ago middle of summer and like we're getting ready to leave the house and I was like, Oh, what's the temperature outside? And it was only like 80 something at the most. Right. And in Missouri, it was like 90. <laughs> and I was like, Oh dang. All right. And so like, I was still prepared for kind of a muggy day. We step outside and I'm like, where's the moisture? No. <laughs> right. Right. And so then, like, like around here, you can tell it's about to rain. Like you can smell it. You can feel it. Same, yeah. And we we were out doing, you know, having having fun on this farm thing, and all of and a sudden then the wind blows started, and it's freezing. <laughs> no, like it started to rain, and I was like, "Where'd that come from? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, where did like where was the mugginess? I couldn't smell it coming." And like the people that we were staying with, like looked at me like I was weird. I was like, "You can smell rain, okay." For sure you can. Yeah, I my grandma back in the day, she used to always say that you could tell when it's gonna rain because all the flies start flying really slow. And I was like, What are you smoking, lady? (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the older I got, the the more I realized that there there was a little bit of truth to it because as it starts to happen, it does it does cause like the chemistry of certain animals and stuff like that to change. So I was like, oh, interesting. But I always thought that was super weird that she would always be like, I could tell it's going to rain because the flies are flying slower. Like, Grandma, you sound cr- – I don't want you to say that in public, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get committed. Don't say that. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to my sister the other day about an old wives' tale I heard. Uh, when my kids were little, you know, I'd be playing with them and I would, I would, you know, uh, turn them upside down and then bring them back up. And right. some old lady was like, don't do that. You'll flip their liver. Flip their liver. I'm like, you can't flip an organ. Right. It, it's attached to things. <laughs> I think that people just, 
I don't know, man. Like, no offense, but some people they're they're a little bit uneducated and they hear <laughs> things from people that are intelligent. And the people that are intelligent, they're just joking. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and people take it and run with it. Or, you know, I think a, a lot of things also is that back in the day before the information age and before you could just search and look up anything, if a guy came into town and said, like, hey, I got the miracle cure for you, man. It's this this drink right here. You drink this up. No one's like, well, what's in it? What in it is making the the cure happen? Oh, it's magic. Oh, it's a miracle. It's from God. Like, okay, let me see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're we're in an age where it's like we're not buying it ever, not literally, but like figuratively. You know, we're never we're never buying someone's story. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw a video on TikTok today about. Um, this guy's stand-up routine. He, he said that uh, science has kind of ruined things uh, because he was watching his little nephew and and uh, he, his nephew asked him, what makes lightning? He goes, you know, back in the day, I could have told him about Zeus, told him about Poseidon. Mm-hmm. He goes, now I have to give him the scientific answer. I don't know. and i'm like you know like this like that comes back to the the religion podcast that i I really want to do and i'm trying to find the right person to do it with uh if you're interested i can talk to you more about it later for sure uh but like i had to i had to study uh greek no yeah, Roman and Greek mythology when I was in high school or junior high. Right. And uh, like it was a Christian school. So they were like, oh, people just didn't understand things back in the day. So they made up stories. Bro, are, are we the same person? I literally also in junior high in seventh grade, I went to a private school that was a Catholic school and I had to learn about Greek and Roman mythology as well <laughs> mine, mine was an online it was an online homeschool that was uh owned by howie mandel interesting wow yeah. weird six degrees of separation and this is going to take us off for a second but what is up with swess having howie <laughs> oh i don't his, know i <laughs> Uh, I can't tell I can't, if it's just a setup, like if it's just an editing gimmick that they're doing, that he's like screen recording and then just doing it, or if well, it's actually like getting in there. <laughs> check who he duets when he posts those videos. He duets himself a lot. Right, right, exactly. Or stitches himself a lot. And I'm like, you're not feeding your algorithm when you do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, man, I needed to use it. <laughs> I've, I think I've done that a few times. I've stitched myself. Uh, like I, w- I had a video where it was like, uh, tell me about a time where this and this happened. I'll go first. And then I like cut myself off and I'm wearing a different outfit. I'm like, the story I told you was bad. Here's a better story. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, there's a guy do- that's doing uh, the state tree map. Have you seen that? No, it's so interesting already. What is it? So each state, it's, I mean, it's good size uh, on, on this wall, but each state is carved out of 
the wood from its state tree. Wow. So he'll, you know, and while he's making it, he has a voiceover going, telling you the history of the state tree and how it came to be. Uh, yeah, I see. I'm, I would follow hundreds and thousands of channels like that. I've had to really put a, a pump the brakes on that sort of thing, and I always <laughs> I have to think to myself. Three, I only follow three people that are that are woodworking, so. I'm good for yeah, now. It's, it's not, not the woodworking part of it. It's the, oh. the, the like, I'm going to do the every three days, I'm going to give you guys this and it's going to follow this formula. <laughs> like there was this guy I followed that the, the different, I think he uh, either used an online generator or he like pulled it out of a hat, but he would pick a villain. He would pick an art style and he would draw it. So, like, you know, it would be like Jason Voorhees from The Simpsons, or it would be like oh, okay. um, yeah. Freddy Krueger from Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, like, so it was like, it looked completely, you know, dis disturbingly not normal. But at the same time, it was so intriguing to be like, wow, that's so interesting. But I've noticed that a lot of these people, once they, they either stop posting, they like lose their longevity and they don't finish the series, or once they finish the series, they do something completely different, jump off that niche, and now I'm following someone that's like making jokes about their mom all the time, or you know, whatever the case is. It's like, oh, dude, this is what I followed you for. I wish you'd made a video so, letting me know that he, you were changing your niche so I could unfollow. <laughs> he is finishing up the 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 state map. I think he's got three. I want to say three states left: uh, Vermont, Missouri, which. It's been irritating me that it's taken this long to get to Missouri, but right. probably if he'd gotten to Missouri any sooner, I'd be like, oh, thanks. And like, stop, stop following, following him. him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he sees all of his following is in Missouri. He's like, I got to save them for last. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now he's going to uh, sports logos. Interesting. It's, it's what he's working on switching over to. And that was because. Because he asked for ideas like, okay, what else can I make out of wood? And someone said sports logos. And uh, so he, that's what he's doing. He's overlapping with, with the transition. So it's right. not like all of a sudden you're done with state trees and now you're working on sports logos. It's kind right, of a, right. hey, this is what I'm doing next. But I'm not done with this other project yet. Back in back when TikTok was like first transitioned over from like musically and everything, and people started to really like niche down and get these sorts of things, I started following people that they used to like pop letters off of the keyboard, like a traditional old school like HP keyboard, and they would yeah. like color the key and make it a picture for whatever the key was. So like for the P was like they would make it pink with like a green shorts and it looked like Patrick from, you know, SpongeBob uh -huh. obviously. And like, you know, all, all of the, all of the keys looked that way. And I went through probably, uh, probably right around the time I, I met uh, like Swess and, and you on TikTok, I went through and I unfollowed a bunch of the people like that. Cause I realized that I was following like 10, 15 people that were all doing practically the same thing. All, you know, had so many followers were barely one. I was like, what is the point really in trying to interact or trying to, to go on this journey with six people all doing the same thing. So I picked whatever one, you know, was my favorite or whatever one had the best quality and I unfollowed the other five. 
So I had to do that a lot because I, I was one of those people that when I first had TikTok, because I didn't plan on using it, I just followed whoever. Like, oh, dude, you had one funny video that was viral, follow you. Oh, you had a funny opinion following you. Like, I didn't really realize how much everyone was constantly in character on TikTok. So that is one thing that I usually ask first. And I, like, I'm, I'm pretty high. Um, <laughs> why did you download TikTok? That's usually like the first question I ask people and I just blanked. Yeah, it's man, we're doing this, we're doing this episode uh, in reverse. We're going to say hello when we say goodbye. <laughs> and goodbye when we say hello. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I downloaded TikTok. So I originally had Musical.ly. Um, unfortunately, I've had this like way about me that when people say something to me, I can't help but consider it. And everyone has always told me, Biz, you should have a YouTube channel or at least a Vine or at least a TikTok or at least a Musical.ly or at least a, insert any of the random apps that have come and gone and not been as mainstream as like, you know, Twitter, Instagram and, and Snapchat. And like, honestly, it's I think I got Musical.ly because I had missed the Vine train so hard. Like I got on Vine, like literally when Vine was supposed to be shutting down, I think it stayed open for like another week. And then, uh, like, when Vine got shut down, I think that I had stumbled on Musical.ly because it was, like, I was really big into lip syncing, like, before TikTok took the niche of acting and lip syncing. Like, that was my thing. I was an actor, and I was a lip syncer. Like, I, was, I always did those things. Like, I have videos of me when I was super young doing those things. And then t- TikTok stole my niche, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, honestly, so I had Musical.ly, and I think I had um, – I think I made a couple like loop videos, but I didn't really know what I was doing still. And then I think I uninstalled Musical.ly for a while and someone told me that Musical.ly had switched over to TikTok because I knew someone else that used Musical.ly in real life. And they gave me uh, like the first inkling that TikTok was out there. And then I think that it was the summer of like, I think 2019 or maybe it was the, the fall of 2018, right after I got hurt when I was like bedridden, I was like looking for different apps to use and I stumbled on TikTok again. I was like, oh, let's let's download it and see what it's about. And I started watching some of the videos on it and I was like, this is actually pretty cool, but I'm not gonna make an account because if I make an account, then I'm gonna follow people I know and it's just gonna be like every other social media. Uh, and I, I wanna say that I had it probably like, probably like three or four months before I ever even posted anything into it. And I still have, like, if you scroll all the way to the very bottom of my TikTok account, I still have my very first video posted on there. It's just like, I think a transition of me sitting at the computer and then the camera flips to show my IMDB page, which is like the holy grail for actors. Uh, And then it flips back to me. And I think the sound in the background is like, uh, like famous relative check or some, you know, something stupid like that. (laughs) My famous relative is myself. (laughs) right yeah i was like i'm as famous as anyone in my family gets i already did all this stuff (laughs) i interviewed uh my cousin who was on forged in fire nice and another competition show that i can never remember the name of. (laughs) is it american ninja warrior no (laughs) no (laughs) that'd be hilarious uh (laughs) So the, the well, team that was, made the car show that I that I worked on, they actually produce. They're the producers for American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> oh, nice! No, it was. Uh, it, it's like Fortune Fire, but for Discovery instead of History. Right. 
And uh, it's naked and afraid. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so he's a he's I a blacksmith. That's a Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> he's a blacksmith, so he, you know he did he did those that stuff, and then he's on Facebook, and I was like, why don't you make a TikTok? And he's like, I don't know. He's also like forty seven years old, so you know. Yeah. He's he's grumpy and. <laughs> Right, right. Forty-seven is <laughs> the new eighty-seven. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's the most famous family member I have. Yeah, when it comes to family members, the most famous family member I have is probably the guy that that originated our last name. Which I'm not going to go into that that long crazy story because it's like you know super fascinating and whatnot, but. Uh, <laughs> you sound so convincing <laughs> uh it's I, it's not that it's not it's just it's kind of I, I can give you the short version more or less some dude got approved in france to come to new france aka canada and like be one of the governor's people or whatever or be the governor i don't, I don't know exactly what it was and when he came here he was living life <laughs> everything was hunky-dory and while he was out trapping one day and i don't mean like in modern terms he was out like <laughs> setting traps for animals to get caught in <laughs> he apparently set one too close to a foul or like a hostile native american tribes trap and the dude like jumped out of the bushes and like stabbed the, the living shit out of him like a bunch of times and oh dude dude like got away and made it to the town and got revived back to health and from that day everyone called him Antoine Pippin de la Chance. So the the name translates Antoine obviously was his first name. It translates to Antoine of Pippin because that's where he he was from in France, the lucky. So the name the name la Chance technically originated in Canada. So I've got this thing about me. My first name is Carlos and I'm not Hispanic at all. I was named after two singers. I was named after two singers, Carlos Green and Michael Jackson. So Carlos Michael Lachance is my full name. And my entire life from teachers and schools, I just everything, I've been pressed. Are you sure you're not Hispanic? <laughs> and is, it's there, funny. is there a is there a Carlos in the building? Is there a Carlos? <laughs> so, exactly. So it, it's funny because of the fact that my last name was originated in North America. Like if you are in France and you have my last name. It's because your ancestors at some point moved from North America into France. Like, so it, it's just funny to me because of the fact that like so many people are always like, oh, well, well, what are you? And I'm always like, I'm American. And I don't, I'm not one of those like purebred patriot America sort of people. So like when people are like, no, 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 but where, where's your like family from? I'm like, dude, they're from America. Like literally in 1467, dude came from France, landed in Canada and we've been in North America ever since. Like, I'm I'm as American as they come. It's like seven, eight, nine generations at this point. Like, right. People don't like that answer, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like, I always saw your name, and I was like, okay, I think Lachance is his real last name, but I don't think his real first name is Biz. <laughs> so it's well, it's funny too. So my grandmother, same grandma I mentioned earlier, uh, she started calling me Busy Baby when I was like 
barely old enough to like walk and talk and everyone even my mom and everyone else also called me busy baby and once it got to a certain age then I was busy and then I was just biz and in elementary school and in like middle school I never really put up a stink the teachers called me Carlos everyone that was friends with me in real life would laugh when the teacher said it you know when other kids would be like hey Carlos blah 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 that my real friends would always be like biz who is this dude like so <laughs> once I got to high school, it, it kind of caught on more so that it was biz. And then I started getting real jobs. Like I worked at Verizon and I worked at, you know, a couple other you know companies that they all acknowledged me as biz as well. So it, it because my my parents, my grandparents, my wife, even my children, everyone knows me as biz. Other than the fact that I never legally changed it, you know what I mean? Like it is my name for all all intents and purposes. So. Uh, yeah. It's funny. It's funny to me because so many people really throw up a stink that I don't like the name Carlos and I prefer not to be called it. Well, dude, it's your name. Like, okay. And like <laughs> my dad, but, my dad goes by his middle name because he doesn't like his first name. Yeah. And that, that is very common that people do that. And even when I published the, the, the novel that I wrote, I did it under CM Biz Lachance because I wanted CM to be on there. And I also wanted Biz Lachance to be on there. So and people were like, why don't you just do C Biz Lachance? I'm like, because I don't want to. Like, Yeah. No, my, my dad's first name is Alvin, so you can understand why he doesn't like to use it. Yeah, fair, fair, for sure. <laughs> and, and, but that's the other thing. Like, I, I think that part of my issue was that I wasn't, like, mistreated because people thought I was Hispanic or anything. But because it was always such a stink, not that Biz is such a common name and it's just, it, it flies under the radar. People have always asked me, oh, what's that short for? Or like, you know, what, what's that? What's, what's, uh, what's your real name? And honestly, <laughs> right, right. It, that's actually a good one. I like that. Uh, I always say like Pepto-Bismol, Cannabis. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, as far as, as far as the name goes, I always think it's funny because whenever people are like, you said it was Biz, Biz Lachance, is it? That's such a cool name. It's funny because I always am like Biz, like showbiz. And then you spell my last name like L-A, like the city. And then Chance, like take a chance <laughs> being an actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> so people are always like, man, your name, your name really, really hurts on the puns. <laughs> it's like, I didn't do this on purpose, people. I didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's the whole story behind my name. I uh, I actually share that. I or I actually don't share the the name details all that much because I got asked it so much, and people genuinely don't care. They ask because they think they want to know. I guess. Uh, so on, <laughs> they think there's going to be a cooler story behind it, but I'm not I sure so. how much they, cooler they it can gangster. get. They think I'm a gangster. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but uh, I, I only share my name origins on podcasts so that I could be like, oh, yeah, I, I always talk about that on podcasts so that that way people, you know, don't harass <laughs> me about it. And I can be like, listen to my podcast. I have a podcast <laughs> called Hello, My Name is Not Carlos, where I go over like identity and like I always have a guest and we always go over like identity stuff like, you know, what genders do you prefer? Uh, do you do you like the perception that the average person has of you? What do you think the perception of you uh, is to the average person that doesn't know you. Uh, do you go by your name? You know, all these sorts of like identity questions and stuff like that. So it's funny that we ended up talking on that. That's cool. I yeah, told you there's, that, there's that's no my story. that's my tentative <laughs> invite to you, just so you know. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> so 
it has been awesome talking to you. Uh, yeah, we will talk more on, uh, you know, our other projects. For sure, for sure. So, Biz Chance, everyone. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you for having me, man. It was a blast chatting with you finally. I'm glad that uh, after, like, what, a season and a half of trying to make it work, it's, it's finally worked. Right. This has been a High Life Media production. You can contact us at highlife.podcast at gmail.com or check us out on our socials, steve underscore r91. Thank you for listening.